Hello, hello, hello. Cafe with Judy. I'm back. So this segment that we're going to talk about now, it is phenomenal. It's something that people don't like to talk about. It's something that they want to keep hitting under the table, as they say. They don't talk about it in family reunions. They don't talk it among, among friends. They don't talk about it at church. Not even Sometimes not even with their best friends. But Judy decided that today we're going to talk about it. Because people need to open their eyes and need to realize that all of these years, their information was incorrect and their information was just emotionally, mentally, and even physically keeping them ill. So what we want to talk about is generational curses, how to break generational curses. But before we do that, I got to be honest to you guys. I brewed my coffee about an hour ago and I drank a real heavy espresso because I knew that this conversation, I needed strength and, and, and more strength to be able to talk to you guys about this because not everybody's going to agree with this conversation, but it's okay. It's my honest opinion. I want you guys to give me feedback. I want you guys to let me know what you feel about it. Give comments. They are welcome, positive, preferably. But if you want to give a negative comment, comment, it's okay. It's your feeling and we're going to have to respect it. But with that being said, as a Christian, I'll start off with that. Make sure you brew your coffee, by the way. Make sure you get your coffee ready or your tea, whatever you prefer, but get it ready because you're going to need some strength for this one. So let's go. As a Christian, for years, when I was a young kid, I was told about the traditional generational curse. Let's say there was a family that we knew about. They would say, well, be careful because that family, you know, the grandfather and the great grandfather and the father and now the son and now the great grandson, they all drink, they all the alcoholics and they're not good to their women. And they just went on and on and on and on. And I used to really believe, oh my God, they were cursed, poor people as a child. I, I believe that because there's a place in a Bible, in the Old Testament, that talks about how God said, your children will basically be punished because of your sins, right? Okay. But in the New Testament, when Jesus gave his life through shedding blood for your sins and my sins and for my complicated situations in life and for your complicated situation in life and for healing you emotionally, physically, and your mind is important. I want everybody right now to open their mind, sip your little coffee because what's coming is big. There is no traditional generational curse. There is not. In my eyes, when I read this and I go back into the Bible and I read this, I believe, this is my thought, that what I'm reading is there was a time that they believed that. Granted, there's a part, part in the Bible that it says, and I believe is in Ezekiel 1820, where the son will not share 
the guilt of his father, nor the father share the guilt of the son. Meaning what you do, you pay for it. It's your decision to do good or bad, whatever it is. So I'm going to give you a scenario. A family, a father that is an alcoholic, he's an abuser, and he rapes his daughters. And this is some heavy stuff we're going to talk about today. I don't want to color code it. It is what it is. That is a curse at itself. But he made that decision. But now, could it be because he saw his father do the same thing to his mother and sisters? Now, we have his father that saw his father do the same thing to his mother and sisters. That's what people meant about generational curse. What it means is it's called ugly habits going down the chain through your generations. Not because it's a curse. And we can call it a curse if you want. But it's not necessarily somebody said, oh, I'm going to throw a curse on your family. It's called ugly habits that are being mimicked in this particular family from the men. So if my great-grandfather did it, my grandfather did it, my dad did it, and did it to us, so then I'm going to continue to do it to my family. Because that's what I was taught. This is what this man says. So an example, if you have a daughter that she's promiscuous, but so were you, so was the grandmother, so was the great-grandmother, and everybody had... The so-and-so family, just to give it a name, the Taylor family, down the street, 64th Avenue, etc. Those women are all Jezebels. They're Delilahs. They destroy marriages. They destroy uh, relationships. They ignore their children. They give them away. They got a baby from every time Joseph and Sammy down the street. But what it is, they're ugly habits, bad habits that were seen. How do you break that? How, how do you come out of that if that's all you saw? There comes a time in our lives. Some of us were blessed with having a certain way of living where you can actually tell yourself, I don't want to go down that road. I don't like that. I saw somebody do this, but that's not what I want. It's not that easy for everybody. Sometimes as human beings, we judge our neighbor. Man, I can't believe this girl. You know, she saw what happened to her mama. She saw what happened to her sisters and her cousins and her great grandmother and et cetera and et cetera. cetera. And she's doing it too. Well, how does she break that generation curse? that everybody thinks that she has. She's going to have to hit rock bottom and she's going to have to say, I no longer want this. This is not who I am. Just because I saw them do this, just because I was told the women were like that. Because I don't know if you guys understand, when you have children, they will mimic what we do and say. We are the walking billboard of our children. 
Okay? Sometimes you can have to be the best parent in the world and unfortunately your child has an, uh, a chemical imbalance or he's ill and didn't turn out the way you would have wanted him to. Other children just mimic what we do, what we say, how we live. How do you stop that? You make a decision. You put your foot down and say, I don't want this for my children. I lived it. My mother lived it or my father. And my great grandparents and my grandparents and everybody in the past lived it. But I don't want this for my child or for yourself. That's the way you, br you break that stigma of generation, <laughs> I want to call it complicated situations. It is sad when sometimes I hear women talk, well, if a man can't take care of me and pay all my bills and be there for me and gimme, 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 and he better make six hundred thousand dollars or more because I deserve it because I'm good and, da, 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 da. and I just sit there and I go okay so what are you bringing to the table because all I heard is what you think you deserve what you want that you think that will make you happy because maybe you came from a place that you had absolutely nothing and I can understand being in a place you have nothing and you want more. But what happened with the we together can make it work? We together can build that empire for our future children. We together can make this happen. Whatever happened to that? Or I will do for me. I will build this. I will make it work. Why does it have to be somebody else giving you something free? Because if you're looking for what he can do for you, then you're looking for someone to give you everything free. Why do you deserve that? Because you had a miserable life? Well, it wasn't his fault that you ended up with a family that had complicated situations. It's not his fault. So why should he pay for it by giving you everything that you want, everything that you think you deserve? You know, I've heard stories of five daughters being abused emotionally and physically by their mother, by her being a drug addict, wanting to get a fix, so she sells her daughters. It's terrible to live that way. I thank God I never had to go through that, but I can only imagine, just imagine how terrible that is. And that has been the custom in their family. But guess what? There's a way out of that. Somebody, somebody has to love themselves enough as God loved you enough to give his only son in flesh so he can feel what we would feel on the cross because you're worth it. That's what makes me think, wow, people just don't get it. Today, they call it Blessed Friday. To me, every day is a blessed day. Yes, as everybody does, we celebrate Easter, but I celebrate Jesus. I celebrate me personally, what he did for me. 
He loved me enough to give his life and shed blood for me. So when people say, oh man, Judy, you, you haven't had good luck in your marriage and you didn't have good luck because you got a son that's disabled and, and you've been here and you've been through there and you've been sick and man, somebody's really throwing some little stuff over there. Nobody's throwing nothing. It's called life. It's called complicated situations that we all go through. But through all of that that I have gone through, through all of my complicated situations, I've been able to uplift myself through my faith. Am I perfect? Do I have a perfect faith? No. There's been situations where I've been real angry at Jesus. And I felt like, hey, you forgot about me. Oh, I got to drink a little bit of this water because... I know there's a few people out there saying, how can she be mad at Jesus? Well, guess what? He gave me all the feelings that you can think of, all of the emotions for a reason. Because of my anger, because of my mistrust with him at the moment that I was going through that complicated situation made me the strong woman that I am today. Because when I was picking myself up and he was holding me, me uplifting myself, it made me stronger. Maybe, and this is what I feel. Nobody has to agree, but I know me. Maybe if I hadn't gone through that, I would have taken things for granted and not appreciated what he's done for me. I know that I would have said, yes, I love you. I serve you. I'm going to be there to help others. Yes. I, I, that's, that's who I am to the core. But what bonds me to that special relationship I have with him, I don't go through my pastors and the elders of church and I respect and love them all, but I go straight to him. And I do talk to him like this. Now you guys are going to laugh. I don't go to Jesus like everybody, you know, Lord, you know, I'm your daughter. No. I'm like, yo, what's up? Have you forgotten me? I've been praying to you for months and years about this, but I feel that you're not there. And when I open myself in my own truth, that's when I feel peace in my heart. Strengthen those knees to get back up. Well, I want to give you guys good news. You don't have to follow what your mother did. You don't have to follow what your grandmother did or your, or your father or your grandfather or anybody that was an adult as you were a child and you saw them do the wrong thing. Because we got to be honest, they did the wrong thing. Had they did the right thing, you won't be thinking how you think it right now at this moment. That you're worth basically nothing. What can I give anybody? Look what was given to me and that's all I know how to give. I had a friend of mine one time tell me, I used to make my wife cry because if she cried and tried to make it right between us, that made me feel that she loved me. That's sad that you live through your life that you think you got to hurt people so they can show you how much they love you, that they're willing to take the blows from you. Those are called generation curses that you saw, that you're mimicking, that that was taught to you. It wasn't thrown at you in a little powder or a little glass of liquid towards your family. It was things that you saw 
and they saw and their parents saw. The great way to work, the, the great way to deal with this is be honest and truthful to yourself. You know, it's not easy to talk to family about these things. It's not easy to sit down on a table and say, I want to know the truth. Sometimes knowing the truth, it doesn't heal you all the way. There's some truth that can kill you. I think that the conversation should be, I want, but this is, remember, this is my personal opinion. The conversation should be, I want this curse that I've called, this mimicking that I've seen, this bad behavior, complicated situation that I've seen all my life to stop and demand it if it's still happening in your life. And if you want, if you have children and you don't want them to see what you saw and feel what you feel and experience what you experience and you need to walk away, walk away from the toxicity of your family. It's okay. You can walk away. You don't need to be there just because they're your family. Because if they're toxic towards the future of your children, towards the legacy of your children, you got to walk away. That is what is being a responsible parent. One of the things uh, I was speaking to someone when I was talking to them about what I was going to talk about in the podcast, I said one of the mistakes a lot of parents do, and I've seen it. This is not something I made up. This is not something he said, she said. I've seen it. They want to be so friendly with their children, and they want to have them as their buddy, their best friend, that they make decisions with their children, even if they don't agree on it, because they want to play nice, nice with your kids. My favorite thing to say is I'd rather you hate me today and love me tomorrow. I'd rather be honest to a child and say, you know what? You can't be around grandma and grandpa because the toxicity is not good for your future. And I'm not talking about, you know, little argument here and there. Some people I can get flared up to. No, I'm talking about ugly complicated situations that children should have no part in their life. Your responsibility was given as a parent to love and educate your children about life. Some of you that are Christian about God, integrity and honor and respect. But if they're not getting that around certain people, you need to walk away. You need to let it go. Some people have twin brothers or sisters. I can't let go of my brother and my sister. They're my twin. If it's going to save the future of your child, walk away. But that's their only grandmother. If she's not changing her ways, walk away. But you got to understand, my husband died and the only one that I have is my father. If he hurt you as, as a child, he will hurt your daughter. Walk away. Stop trying to fix it. You can't fix nobody. People got to want to change and fix themselves. Now, I have to respect other people's opinion. Some people have gone through a lot with a parent. 
and they have forgiven them and they're actually involved in their lives. Hey, if that works for you, as they would say, amen, it won't work for me, but I can forgive you. I have forgiven people for doing things to me, but I've forgiven them because I needed to heal. And I let them know you hurt me, but I'm letting it go. I need to be able to breathe every morning and look at the sunshine and look at the birds chirping and look at the flowers moving with the wind. I need to forgive so I can heal. But it's a process. It's not because I say it is going to happen overnight, people. You know, going back to my Christian background, a lot of Christians are very mistaken to think. I have to forgive because Jesus says I have to forgive everybody, even if I don't like it. No, be real. Forgive and feel it for real. Go through your process. Go through your days that you're, I'm going to forgive you because I have to heal myself and I just want to move on. And then the next day you're going to be, I hate that person. And then the next day you're going to be, I have to, you have to go through your process, but I guarantee you, you will get there to the place of peace. I've been there, done that. That's why I know what I'm telling you. I've been there and done that. You can get to that other step, but you got to work at it. It doesn't happen overnight, but I want you guys to understand something. Stop thinking about that the worst thing that happened in your life, you can never get over it. You won't forget it. And sometimes we don't need to forget it. Sometimes we have to remember. So maybe we won't walk down that path again. Or we won't make the mistake of doing the mistake of our parents or uncles or aunt or whoever showed you the wrong way. You know, I have a friend. She had siblings do terrible things to her. At today, today, she talks to none of them. And that breaks my heart because I have two brothers. But you know what? She has to feel safe and free. Has she forgiven them? I don't know because I've never asked her. Has she gone through her process? I think she's trying. But I respect her to make the decision to say, I will walk away from the toxicity that can destroy my children, my marriage, my family. She walked away. And you know what God did? Gave her a new family. She has best friends that love her, that when she needs to cry, they're there. Or should I say we are there? She's a very close friend of mine. And he, he didn't replace the family, but he gave her what she needed. Sometimes you don't need that same bloodline to feel love, to feel respected and honored with integrity and no judgment. Sometimes the same blood don't run through your veins and it's okay because that's how much he loves us. That if your family didn't give you what you needed, he'll find somebody else to give it to you. You don't have to sell yourself. You don't have to receive we say it in Spanish, migajas, meaning the scraps of what someone else wants to give you because you need to feel love. You don't need to be in a toxic relationship because that's what your mother showed you. Because she stayed because her mother stayed and her grandmother stayed and she's a victim of all of that as well. But you need to stop. You need to put your foot down and say, you know what? I can't show my daughter this. 
I can't be in this situation because what am I showing my daughter? That you stay with a man that hurts you. Or my son, you will be the victimizer. You will be hurting women because it's okay. Because if your mom took it, then whoever you're with is going to take it. There has to come a time where you say, I will break the cycle for my children. I had to do it. And because of the respect that I have to my kids, there's certain things that I cannot say. But I had to break a certain cycle that they saw from a family member. And I said, no, 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 no. This will not happen in my children's life. I declare in God's name, like I went holified in God's name. I declare that my children will not go down that road. Nope, not here. And I got grown folks, children. And if I see something out of order, they will hear it from me. They don't have to do what I say. But they're going to know that I got the best lawyer in the world right next to me, holding my hand every time I talk to them. And his name is God. I'm not alone. That's my belief. That's my humble belief. That's what I live on a daily basis. Don't be afraid to tell your kids, we got to walk away. Because your best legacy is not money. It's not riches. It's that they can feel empowered that they're in control of their lives and nobody can abuse them because in God's eyes, no matter what they've done, what they've seen and what they have experienced, they are God's best creation. I just wanted to share this with you guys. I hope this helps somebody. I hope this touched someone's heart because it touched mine and it made me see things different. Always remember, come here, Cafe with Judy. Make sure you share, give your opinions through all your social media. Let everybody know that we have nice conversations. Take care. God bless.